from the Mercy One Studio. Making it personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with some local Catholics on the front lines serving others during this COVID-19 outbreak. Our guests today are truck drivers Randy Eubank of St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Indianola and Bruce Chester of Sacred Heart Parish in Sheraton, who are both hauling food and supplies for Hy-Vee grocery stores. But before we get today's interview, let's find out what's on Bishop's mind. So nice when we can uh, engage some guys who are getting her done and uh, weave their faith into all that they're about and their perspective. Look forward to hearing them and, uh, you know, the Blessed Mother's protection. Their guardian angels is they're out on the road as well. So uh, spring definitely here. Uh, we look forward to, you know, as uh, the celebration of Mother's Day and our grandmothers and godmothers and all those spiritual mothers this Sunday. But probably a lot more of it's going to be through FaceTime and other means that we can't necessarily be present because we don't want to give them a present that nobody wants right now in terms of being a vector of the virus in that way. And so I think we're, we're taking precautions. And again, that was part of the, I think, the guiding ethic for, for the bishops of Iowa. We know other local bishops around the country are using their own discernment, looking at what's going on. And so Yes, uh, we can cross the river and uh, Omaha and Lincoln Dio- Archdiocese and Diocese. Uh, 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 Archbishop Lucas making a, a different decision, and we respect that. Uh, we'll hopefully uh, be joining our, our people around the altar here in the weeks ahead. So we're grateful for that because we're conscious. You know, the vulnerable populations have become ever more so as we think about people in care facilities. Uh, workers there on the mm-hmm. meatpacking lines and other things. People who already are you know more at risk have become ever more so we're grateful and i'm not trying to violate the uh, HIPAA laws or anything else but uh, so far you know the even the sisters of humility who uh, live at the bishop drum center uh have tested positive in large number but uh, has so far been asymptomatic and so we pray that that continues uh, for those uh, noble women as well who've uh, offered themselves so uh, I think, uh, you know, internationally and nationally, uh, the, always the, uh, the, the kind of volatile concern for immigration and people seeking asylum. But uh, our U.S. bishops have been very conscious of the mass arbitrary deportations that have been kind of a consequence of this whole COVID-19 emergency in the part of the globes. And so the Catholic migrant ministries of Mexico, Guatemala and Honduras have called for an end to deportations from the U.S. border to Mexico and, and the rest of Central America, uh, things that perhaps are prohibited under international law. So to, to simply in, enforce international law would be the appropriate course here. So we want to respect that. I'm not asking to flaunt the law in this way. But Catholic leaders in various uh, Central America, Mexico, United States, that immediate, safe, and organized release of many asylum seekers and migrants who are detained, who again, are more at risk. And the uh, El Paso Bishop also, as we think about our decisions in the state of Iowa to release prisoners who pose no threat to society, who maybe have served well so that their own health would be protected, we would look to extend that principle in many ways. And so uh, it's part of it is just the lack of information, the ignorance that's there, you know, that why are some maybe more at risk of contagion because they just don't simply know because there's no television or internet, not only in uh, Central South America, but in Africa as well. So the Caritas organization, the Catholic Church, has been doing its best to broadcast messages through uh, diocesan radio. 
we're grateful to those many uh, refugees and others who've come to this country who are serving our country in the forefront against the fight against coronavirus. Uh, stories about doctors and caregivers, scientists, volunteers, and others. We know placing their, their human resources, their, you know, their intellectual and, and medical power to work for, for those who are doing that. And so many of them, even uh, as deferred action on the Childhood Arrivals Program, the so-called DREAMers, have been making contributions to our society. So we want to be mindful of them as our prayers go out to, to many people on the side and, and to, to bless them as well. So uh, we continue to ask for the Blessed Mother to help us and, uh, and the various ways we ask her intercession. All right, we're going to take a quick break and return. We'll welcome our guests, truck drivers Randy Eubank of St. Thomas Aquinas and Bruce Chester of Sacred Heart in Sheraton. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Big wheels rolling. Big wheels rolling, moving on. Big wheels rolling, gotta keep them Welcome rolling. back, I'm Kelly Mesher Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. On today's show, we're visiting with some local Catholics on the front line, serving others during this COVID-19 outbreak. Our guests today are truck drivers Randy Eubank of St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Indianola and Bruce Chester of Sacred Heart Parish in Sheraton, who are hauling food and supplies for Hy-Vee grocery stores throughout the Midwest. Thank you. This is Bishop Johnson. Uh, good to have both of you men on. I understand maybe you even had to kind of pull off the road here. I don't hope that doesn't put you in trouble with your bosses as you probably have a, a time schedule to keep today. But uh, thank you for taking the, the time out of it a little bit as well. So, you know, I've always had uh, maybe a little mystique about truck drivers. I've never been a truck driver myself in any way or had that experience with the big rig. But uh, ever since a teenager watching that show moving on with Claude Aikens and Frank Converse. So like, oh, who are those guys up in the cab, you know, and those uh, uh, high B and other trucks that uh, go down the road? Uh, do you feel like it's uh, a, a kind of a profession that has a kind of a special uh, uh, special fraternity, special uh, kind of a bond among all the, on the road? Well, I, I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, it's very nice to meet you, by the way, Bishop Johnson. Yes, uh, this is Randy. But uh, yeah, I, I think we have a our group down there at Sheraton. Um, um, I think we have a, a great group of guys, and we and there is a bond between us. I mean, uh, I know we would do anything to help each other out if we broke down on the road or in trouble or need help, and we help each other. That's part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you say, guys, are, are, is it all men or are there any women drivers? 
there are a few women drivers now. Uh, I don't know how many do we have now, Bruce. There's, there's, there's a few three. girls. Three? Okay, yeah. It's mostly guys, but we do have a few girls, I guess. Okay, all right. Very good. So, Randy, how long have you been driving, and uh, is how have things uh, changed in light of the, the whole virus? Uh, well, I've worked for Hy-Vee for 42 years. I worked in the warehouse for a while, then I came out, and I've driven now 33, I guess. Um, Oh, I guess it starts out with our work day. Uh, now, when we come to work, we get our temperatures taken before we can go to the truck and get ready. And um, so if your temperature is high, you're, you're going home. So they take our temperature first, and then we go to the trucks, and we have sanitary you know, disinfectant wipes, and we wipe the truck down a little bit, and we have uh, hand sanitizer in the truck as well. And when we're out of the truck, we're supposed to wear a mask, you know, over our face. Uh, That's all definitely changes from what we are used to. Um, And um, just, just, um, uh, well, the quantity of products we're shipping now is probably definitely more than what we were before all this. Um, uh, The stores are, for us unloading the trucks, the back stock in the stores, uh, a lot of that's gone. So we have more room to unload now. Um, <laughs> but uh, And the stores are closed at night, so we don't see customers. Bruce and I get up in, early in the morning. We start our day uh, 12, 12.30 in the morning. We get up after 11, you know. Uh, so we get up early. We get to the stores early. So there's just a nice stock crew there in the stores now. And... Um, and it's a smaller group. So. You're up earlier than the monks or up earlier than the morning newscasters then. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. creatures, of the, creatures yeah. of the night there in that way. So, but uh, yeah. impressive. Yeah. Bruce, you've also driven for, for a number of years. And uh, uh, is this something where for both of you, it's out and back every day? Or do you end up uh, kind of with Ivy having a footprint all over the Midwest? You end up out in different cities? Well, uh, it used to be for... We used to go overnight quite a bit, or I used to go overnight quite a bit. Sometimes it would be out overnight three nights a week, but I'd be back to the warehouse every day. Uh, but as I've gotten more seniority or gotten older, I don't leave that to the younger guys, I should say, to be out that much. But we still are putting in, you know, longer days, you know, 12-hour days right around in there before we get back home. And that, so that's been ramped up a little bit then for you? I mean, uh, bigger stretches uh, just because of the, the need to get the product out there? Or? Well, yes and no. It's uh, We've had the experience of being able to uh, work more days than what we have before. But still, as truck drivers, we put in regularly 50 to 60 hours a week in our jobs, it seems like. So the varying of it, it seems like uh, in the stores, we're running into more of the, the Heidi Isles Online people are in there. Like Randy said, there's less back stock, but we have more people moving around in the back rooms than what we used to mm-hmm. to uh, get this transition into the more uh, Isles Online and stuff mm-hmm. for people ordering their product to be home delivered or whatever. So that's changed mm-hmm. a little bit. So, I mean, does it ever give you a pause? I mean, because there's so many different people you're interacting with in the course of a day. And, you know, I mean, yeah, you may have the masks on and things, but, uh, you know, I mean, I I can't uh, 
speak to how old you are, but you know, we may be roughly in the same ballpark on that. Does that ever, did you ever have second thoughts about, you know, using your seniority to say, I think I'm going to uh, stay home for a while? Uh, no, 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 yet, so. <laughs> no. Being home doesn't pay very well, I should say, but uh, no, <laughs> uh, go, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and I think Bruce is, would feel the same way. You know, when this all started, every, you know, we didn't know how to react, really. I don't think that Hy-Vee did or we did. And so we just went out and and ran hard, you know. And they took the – DOT took the rules off so you could, you could run just as hard as you wanted to and to try and keep the store stocked. And But it, I, for me, anyway, it's calmed down a little bit. I've taken – like today, I took a shorter run. That I'm back. I'm sitting in not a high V truck. I'm sitting in a John Deere tractor right now talking to you, but um, I farm too. But but so I've backed off some, but there is a ton of work to do. But I, you know, I think we all looked at it like this was kind of our responsibility to, to you know, not to stay home, but to get out and get it done. You know, that was the way I felt. I don't know what Bruce you thought, but that's kind of what I felt from our group, you know, that hey, we're going to get this done. But yeah, so I felt the same way. It's- the job you need to do and get done to help people be fed and uh, keep them uh, going to our stores, pretty much. Yeah, that's that marvelous Midwestern ethic. You know, get her done, and there's a job to be done. So I'm I'm there. I, I show up. So uh, can you talk about you know does your faith play any part in this and your own kind of sense of what you're about, or is that uh, is that just something kind of a uh, you know we know we can't go to church on Sundays right now, but. Uh, how is faith part of it during the week for you? Well, I would say for me, uh, I started looking at it as a chastisement. Uh, and if I looked at it that way, I'd know I need to turn my turn up my prayer life and stuff. I mean, I always said the rosary every morning in the truck as I was going down the road to uh, just to for my family, for the people around me. And just it seemed like my day always went better when I remembered to say the rosary. Uh, and I can tell you by experience that if I didn't say my rosary, it did not go well. It seemed like as I was doing this, and just to blessed mother happy when you do that. <laughs> yeah, don't no. mess with the blessed mother. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so it just seems to go. You know, I miss mass. I dearly miss mass. Uh, and just mm-hmm. to see, like uh, Monsignor Chido's live feeds or little clips of what he's said uh, on YouTube and things like that. It's helped in many ways and stuff, but still can go to confession, luckily, but uh, I still miss Mass. That's all it is. It's miss it. And I tried to be reflective on, on I guess, in my faith. I, um, my farm stuff, new plant crops, and and you have faith and, you know, and all that. But I, I looked at this as every generation, it seems like, is judged on the challenges and how well they handle the challenge. And I, and I guess this will probably be our generation's challenge on how well we handle this. And, I, and, and, um, and we'll either do well or we'll do poorly. But I think right now we're doing well. And, uh, so, and then I tried to reflect on, okay, you know, when, when Jesus took his disciples and, and went around to spread the faith and everything, and, and he had trouble even getting his disciples to listen to him, even getting them to trust him and and listen. And and um, and I look at you know this, 
and the struggles that you know that that he went through with all that and i'm looking this is this this is maybe an opportunity to to uh for a lot of us to okay it's a struggle but it's also an opportunity for us to maybe get more in tune with our faith and uh and i've always said a prayer when i get back home a lot of times you know thank you god for helping me get this job done and and to not hurt anyone or hurt myself in the process because you're driving a big heavy truck and uh so but now the prayer has a little bit i i can i spend a little more time with the prayer now just thanking god for uh this opportunity it's not an opportunity but it's a challenge and we'll you know and we'll meet it well or we won't but hopefully we will hopefully this is something that we will look back on and say yeah we did this we did a good job with this and hopefully uh you know i'll be pleased with how we handled this very beautiful perspectives both of you you're you're kind of i'm not tearing up but it's just i really love to hear from you know what you're saying and it's very inspiring that you have that and that you know if we can arrive at a point of gratitude each day what a grace for us and that's kind of being eucharistic even if we're not able to go to communion communion that we we give thanks to god for even the struggles that we've had but uh, the chance to, to spend ourselves in work you know so we had the feast of saint joseph the worker last week and you're you're kind of Joseph's maybe in your own right. I'm not trying to canonize you right now, but uh, you know you're you're the ones who are kind of doing it behind the scenes. So you know, I mean, Hy-Vee has been uh, you know playing those ads with Bonnie Tyler's uh, Taylor, excuse me, uh, hero. Uh, and uh, you know, do you, do you feel like heroes, or do you kind of cringe when you see those ads, or <laughs> what's it evoking you? Well, for me personally. I do not feel like a hero at all, but, but I, I think Hy-Vee is fantastic with their ad campaign, and I really enjoy that ad, and I, it makes me proud to be part of Hy-Vee, but I, for me personally, no, I do not feel like any kind of hero. <laughs> okay. you know, for me, I feel the same way, I guess, is uh, I don't feel like a hero at all. I just feel like, a, you know, St. Joseph and doing his daily work and trying to get receive the graces from his daily work that he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very unassuming and, and self-effacing in that regard as well. Um, do your your friends or family do they comment? Or are they uh, are they uh, ask you about what's going on, or do they feel like you know since you're out there that you know that there's a risk for them, or that are they are do you feel ever deeper bonded with your own family and friends? Well, I would say for me, I uh, feel that take the responsibility when I get home, we immediately take our clothes off right. and everything we have and put them in the washer and, and take a shower and get cleaned up. So we don't want to, you know, contaminate the rest of our family as we come home and just take, you know, just to take precautions in that way and to pray, for, you know, my wife more and in that respect about being directed in what we should be doing. Right. I, I, I agree, Bruce. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. I, I guess I'm less concerned with my health. I'm not my health, personally, but uh, possibly contaminating, like Bruce is saying, you know, your wife or, or the kids. But we're trying to be careful. That's all. You know, we're just trying to be careful. Mm-hmm. Prudence and common sense in that way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Randy, you know, as a farmer, you said you're out in the tractor right now. You know, obviously, farmers are jumping to get the, the the crop in and everything else. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any involvement with livestock or it's more all grain in, in that regard, but uh, can you 
say as farmers or what the primary concerns are these days or, you know, a sense um, also of one's uh, role in something much bigger? It's, um, yeah, I, I, I just do um, corn, beans, and hay. I don't have livestock anymore. Uh, years ago, I did have 100 cows or so and stuff, but it got to be too much. And so, anyway, I, uh, the cows kind of went by the wayside. But, um, but yeah, there is, uh, I, I, I do feel for the livestock producers and, and even the grain producers that ever since this all happened, you know, um, financially, it, I mean, that has been a tremendous impact. Um, grain prices have gone down a bunch. Uh, you know, with all the markets going down, crude oil went way down. So then they started closing ethanol plants. So the price of corn went way down. Uh, soybeans, of course, the Chinese market has been erratic at best. So the soybean market has taken a hit. But the livestock producers, um, um, that the, the livestock production anymore is so timely that the with the packing plants closing up and the guys not being able to market their hogs especially or chickens or you know poultry items or uh, even cattle um they get backed up they get too heavy you know it has to be a timely thing nowadays um it, well, and, and conscious of time here, I'm sorry to have to cut you off, but oh, uh, we're down on the last few seconds. So uh, <laughs> we lift up our farmers and for all of you, a profound word of yeah. thanks for all that you're about. Right. I look forward someday to meeting you face to face, having a cup of coffee yeah. or a barley soda with you. Uh, I don't know, Bruce, if uh, we're going to celebrate that 150th there at Sacred Heart in Sheridan on June 14th or not. 150 of the celebration, so some decisions will have to be made, but we'll find a yeah. chance to celebrate around the altar of the Lord. So God's peace and good health to all of you. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, Jacob. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Impoverished children break everyone's heart, but poverty seems like such a big problem. What can one person do to make a difference? For 17 years, Blessman International's passion has been to connect the resources of our donors with sustainable programs that impact the lives of impoverished children in South Africa. Our donors are feeding thousands of hungry children every week, providing basic water and sanitation for impoverished communities, and sharing the love of God in practical ways every day. Go to www.blessmaninternational.org and make your donation today. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Yeah, it's a big deal. There, Big Benny. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. Welcome back. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins with the IEC's Evans Line. Great interview. Oh, those are guys, those are the salt of the earth guys there. So, um, when this is not a commercial plug for a particular company, but all of those who are various uh, yes. stores and other ways, supply chain as well. So, we're grateful for them. Yeah, and that and that song on the break, oh my gosh, that's a throwback. That takes you back. C.W. McCall, William Freeze, originally from Audubon, Iowa, from the Diocese of Des Moines. So uh, I just, you know, that thought of the trucks breaking through the bears and the barricades in New Jersey, uh, it just it, it, it beggars the imagination, but we'll let them have it. So something else that beggared the imagination, I think, was uh, those uh, when I was re- interviewed on the local uh, TV and news affiliate, 
and uh, they had me pegged as a physician. You know, yes, I you know, did uh, spend some time in medical school, but let's be clear, in, in no way did I complete my medical studies. Uh, not, you know, even sleeping at a Holiday Inn Express would garner me the title of a doctor. Oh, yeah, there might be another academic degree after that, but as my dad said, Pizza Hut Delivery, PhD in that way, you know. I always thought the coolest title of doctor of all the doctors of the church would be Dr. Mellifluous for St. Bernard, uh, St. Bernard, Dr. Mellifluous, you know, the honey-tongued doctor of it all. So, uh, you know, uh, okay. yeah, so, you know, thank goodness uh, guys like uh, Randy and Bruce kind of keep us down to earth <laughs> going off into la-la land. So, uh, and just as a month of deacons, we're praying for deacons. I mentioned Deacon John McCauley, who's uh, gravely ill. We pray that the Heavenly Father is merciful to him. Uh, shout out to Deacon Dan Regal and Nancy up there in Waterloo. Dan letting his beard grow, as many men have during these uh, months of uh, the COVID virus. Uh, but, you know, com- committing maybe domestic facial abuse with his wife every time he cuts across the grain on that, with that beard there as well. So I think she's... She's shaving a haircut. She's ready to give him there. So, yeah. So what do you got for us, Kelly? All right. So this weekend, there is a free virtual conference, more than 70 speakers and artists. It's called the Theology of the Body Virtual Conference. Um, so it's free. So people, if they want to check that out, they can go to tobininstitute.org. Um, so a lot of well-known speakers and things are going to be there for that. Also, who, we have, who would be one speaker? Is there? Tell me somebody. Is there yeah, it up? is. Uh, one moment. Oh, please. <laughs> Take me to the courses. Okay. Um, it's. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. Christopher, Kelly, Christopher yeah. West. John Haas. Everybody loves Christopher uh, Yes. Okay. So those are just a couple. Yes. Okay. All right. So, okay. Good. There we go. So, and um, another story is a priest who ordered a Uber Eats delivery and he ended up doing confession in the process. Um, Father Dan. Beeman of the Diocese of Richmond, Virginia, revealed an amazing confession story. He had ordered Chinese food from Uber Eats, and when the person dropped it off, they asked if he, he was a priest. And um, so he tweeted, Uber Eats, drop off food. I closed door. Driver knocks again one minute later. I think he must have given me the wrong order. And he says, are you a priest, a Catholic priest? And the priest says, yeah, this is the rectory. So he asked if he could go to confession before he would eat so that he could get that sacrament. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, so obviously there's many Uber Eats, so he's not revealing the identity. You know, priests obviously can't, not only the seal of confidence of what is said in confession, but the right. seal applies to the fact that somebody went to confession. Yeah. So I'm sure that uh, kind of with the cloak of anonymity there, and maybe even his permission to make reference to that as well. Yeah, he said what an opportunity for incredible uh, grace. Was a priests neat get asked in all the most unique places. So I was asked uh, out in front of the pastoral center a few weeks ago, you know, wow. but, uh, it wasn't the guy who stopped me and said, are you a preacher man? So he wasn't the one who asked <laughs> for the sacrament or the skateboarders who said, man, I love that, that cross you got, but nice hardware going on. <laughs> Somebody else, not those. Not those, not those. So I'm not revealing anybody's idea. Oh, okay. Okay. Although, although, uh, yeah, I think sometimes skateboarders should go to confession, but then I should go to confession after I've encountered skateboarders. <laughs> Yeah. I love them. They're looking for something to do. That's good. That's yeah. right. That's right. Well, that is all I've got. Yeah. Well, um, you know, need to uh, see how the Lord draws us through. But uh, I think the perspective of those men uh, and, you know, again, at the end of each day that we are grateful for the chance that we have and uh, lift up the Lord. Amen.
This has been another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com.